those fingers in my hair That sly come hither stare That strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got no defense for it The heat is too intense for it What good would common sense for it do? Cause it's witchcraft Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer Normally just hosted by myself, I'm Dan Rhino And Jessica Rhino But today we are joined by a very special guest One of our great friends, Mr. Mike Bono Hey guys Hi Mike Happy to be here Mike is a fellow Harry Potter fan. Would you classify yourself as just a fan? Are you a fanatic? Are you... Just a fan. Just a fan. You have read all of the books, And I've however. seen two of the movies. Okay. That's it. So how did you kind of discover Harry Potter? The, Harry- this is the 20th anniversary of the first Harry Potter book. Was it something that you just recently kind of gave a shot just because of how big it's gotten worldwide is it something you kind of chipped away at over the years um harry potter came out when i was in grade school so the first book yeah he was about like in age wise i think he's like two years older than me like quote unquote real time Mm -hmm. and um so you kind of aged along with them. Well, I would have, but we had a terrible English teacher. We had a terrible English teacher, eighth grade, and she just kept talking about how great it was. And I was in my uh, punk phase, and just anything she said, I'm like, well, that's wrong, because she's really dumb. <laughs> and then uh, I, that followed me until I was older, and people my age talked about how it was the best thing they ever read in their entire lives. And so I just didn't read it until I was an adult, and then last year I read all of them. Oh, just all of them, like in over the course of like twelve months, or over the course uh, of like? Because our friend Kelly, shout out to Kelly in, in Brooklyn, reads them every summer. Reads all. Uh, That's like her summer vacation. She all goes seven to Hogwarts. books every summer. It took me like four months. I'm a slow reader. It, it was me. pretty much over a summer because you brought my books. Uh-huh. It was pretty much over a summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little longer, I guess. So I knocked them all out. So, but why haven't you uh, seen the movies? All the movies? Um, I saw the first one and it was like, I think it's um, too much of a kid's movie at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then um, I heard a lot of like negative reviews about how... Like, the director took it in a weird direction, and fans were frustrated with it. Thanks, Chris Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he direct that? He directed the first couple. He also discovered uh, America. Yeah. He's got a whole... He's got quite the... <laughs> the portfolio. The, the, the rest... His, his CV looks pretty fine. <laughs> there was a movie uh, that was, like, the first movie, but it was completely dubbed over by this one comedian, and it's called Wizard People... Dear Reader, and it's just him reinventing the story the whole time. But, like, all the movies are super long, too. I gotcha. I don't know. I gotcha. And after I was done, I was kind of frustrated with some of the 
like plot points and some of the characters mm-hmm. to the point where I didn't know if watching the movie would redeem that or not. I got you. Well, you know, Jess and, uh, Jessica and I kind of did it backwards. We saw the movies first, and Jessica went back and read all the books. And now I am currently reading the books and kind of going on this journey uh, chapter by chapter and doing a discussion. With pictures, no less. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm working on the illustrated version. There's no pop-ups in it. That's my next. Uh, when those are uh, released, I'm going to be in heaven. Get your, You can make it yourself. Like a pop-up book. Oh, I don't know if I have the talents for that. Artistically or otherwise. I got the sneak preview of the Harry Potter pop-up book at this weekend. What? I I was just fooling around. Getting them exclusive over here. I thought that's why you were saying it. Breaking news on the wire. We go Um, to our BookCon correspondent, Jessica Rhino, in the field. The we went by the booth and it was a complete letdown. Let first of all, there was one um, apparently they're doing a magical creatures kind of like the magical creatures and where to find them book, mm-hmm. and they had one page and it was of like the creatures of the lake, so it had like the mer people and stuff, and it wasn't so much as a pop up book but like a three D rendition. So when you opened it, there were layers mm-hmm. on the next page. And it looked really neat. Okay, so it's not like a like a vertical. Well, it was more like a that one wasn't horizontal was, shooting at you. It was yeah, just like a three D raised mm-hmm. pages. The the one that was marked the actual Harry Potter book, so it was going to be like the illustrated edition, only it's going to be pop up. Um, the the book's really thick. It's got this big elaborate Harry Potter cover, dust jacket looking cover on it. And we opened it up, and it was the Red Keep and other various places from Game of Thrones. I was, I was going to say, I was is, that like, Game of Thro- is that something that pops up like in the books that I haven't read yet? <laughs> no, no, not in these Same books. universe. It's a deep cut. Um, so <laughs> they had several of the, the pop-ups for Game of Thrones set out on a table, and it kind of looks just like it does in the credits, where you know mm-hmm. everything's popping up. Mm-hmm. But um, but apparently they're going to be doing a Harry Potter version. They just didn't really have anything but the cover for us to look at, so they put it on a Game of Thrones book. Gotcha, naturally. Catch I guess eye. thinking nobody <laughs> would worked. know the difference. Uh, by the way, if you are keeping track with your fandom bingo cards, uh, you can go ahead and mark off the Game of Thrones spot on your fandom bingo cards. We hit a lot And uh, now let's say our favorite Star Wars character, just to get that out of the way. <laughs> I know Jessica's favorite is Boba Fett. She's a Jango Fett fan. My backpacks what? got jets. I'm That's Boba, just when I'm playing the him Fett. in the Lego games, because I can't jump. <laughs> she can't jump. She can't just figure out how to jump and not die. So I play so she gets the character that can, that can fly. Smart. So I don't have to do the jumps. Smart. She's a smart cookie. That's why she's a Ravenclaw. And Mike, also a Ravenclaw. Newly I had, sorted. I had an inkling that I was a Ravenclaw because... Yeah, I kinda, um, yeah. we kind of knew that. Later too. in the books, um, they talk about how Luna's trying to get into the Ravenclaw Hall. You have to like answer a riddle. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> then somebody had to like calm Welcome me to down. Raven Did you know what the Hufflepuff? We talked about it on a, a previous was it two two episodes ago. The how, how do you get into the Hufflepuff uh, den or whatever? I mean, you have to like step in gum or something. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Well, first you of have all, to, you have to like. Uh, no, you have to like do something like foolish or like bumbling. You have to like bump your knee I'm, and say, "Ah, oh, fiddlesticks!" And I'm, then you get to enter I, the hall. I'm a Hufflepuff, and I take great offense to that. But I oh, you do not. But I still want to be your friend. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna bully you into not wanting to. Apparently, take there's all these barrels of like vinegar. Oh. <laughs> and you have to tap on the right barrel in the the cadence of Helga. <laughs> you could really tell JK like sort of fell asleep uh-huh. on some of these. She's like, uh, I don't know. She said, okay, well, I got this one. I got this one that we're going to put Slytherin in the basement because yeah. that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> And then they're like, what about and Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff's she's like, right by the kitchen. She's like, I forgot there's four of them. Right well, by the kitchen. You know, in the, in the game is very condensed. The Hogwarts Mysteries game. The, uh, um, the iPhone, new game. iPhone game. Okay. It's very condensed, but it's literally in the hallway. It goes Hufflepuff common room, kitchen, kitchens, <laughs> Slytherin common room. It's like they're all right there in a row. So yeah. apparently it's, it's in the easier. basement. Well, they didn't have technology. I mean, that's where you store most of your food temperature reasons in the basement. You would think so. Um, yeah. That's, uh, so we took the little quiz today. Mm-hmm. The official the official. Quiz. Yeah, yeah not like on BuzzFeed or anything like that. He logged in to Pottermore. <laughs> He's now a Pottermore a member. Long? Yeah. Got See, his wand, got yeah. your Patronus. Yeah, it's a big day. Big day. And, and you were so not happy it. with your Patronus? I, I don't even know why. A Capu- tiny and it was Capuchin Monk. Why is that even an option? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have any, like, mass. You need something to, like, scare away the ghosts. It's the more about your personality than, than Swing intimidation. Swinging a mess. JK saying, you don't like my books? I don't like your face. <laughs> <laughs> While she's swimming in her Scrooge McDuck bowl. <laughs> so if you have ducktails on your fandom bingo cards, you can go ahead and mark so that he, spot. I have it on my journal. You did. You yeah, do. You're, you're currently writing in a DuckTales journal. But so, what, when you were talking about 3D books, what I expected you to say was when they had the Fantastic Beasts yeah. and Where to Find Them. Is that the name of the book? I don't know if that's the official name, but I just had, they just had the one page for you to look at. Because that's the name of the book in the... In the series. Okay. Yeah. I presumed that they were. it was going to be holographic, so you would watch the animal move mm-hmm. on the page as is... You know, Which is kind of yeah, kind of a recurring the, thing in yeah. the in the books. Yeah, but those make me sick. So hopefully not. <laughs> oh, no, those make me sick. <laughs> Be two dimensional, physically, squares. Phys- physically and metaphorically. They give me a headache. I, I can't look at them. Well, Broomsticks and Butterbeer is a chapter by chapter discussion of the Harry Potter book. So let's talk about chapter six. And uh, Mike went back and read it again, mm-hmm. even because I don't remember. Probably it was probably been a while since you actually read it, so you went back and read it Correct. just before recording yeah. here. I kind of re-familiarize yourself. There's so many details, and uh, I think my major criticism of Harry Potter is that there's not a lot of callback um, within the series. Like within the book, there's a lot. She develops a whole book, but. For the most part, they seem to stand alone. Um, so I have trouble, like, I get things mixed up. Sure. And, like, certain characters are You like the review? I hate the review. Yeah, we've talked. Jess is not on board with the previously on Harry Potter. Um, I think that that's necessary when you have so many pages <laughs> and so many people just bouncing around. But they usually just, like, so 
I'm going to go ahead and jump jump into part of the chapter. They, go ahead. they review Neville Longbottom. They're like, he's a he's adult who has terrible memory. Harry's constantly embarrassed by being around him. And you're like, oh, that seems pretty... That sucks that that's, that's the review. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I'm... That, that's the thing is, I, I wish there was more of a connection from book to book. Because, like, she spends so much time building this world, but it always seems like she has to amend something to make it work. I got you. Book. So chapter six of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets is all about our boy Gilderoy Lockhart, the in all his glory. Who do you think she uh, like modeled him after in real life? Because he has long uh, flowing hair, so I instantly think Fabio, Fabio. right? Uh, <laughs> but who would do? You, who did they get to play him in the movies? Oh, do you, we don't know yet because you haven't watched the movie yet. Yeah, we watched well, I mean, I, I mean I, it, it, yeah, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Um, God, I don't know who's kind of. Because uh, spo- is he supposed to be a buff guy? Because they just talk about how gorgeous he is. So I, no, I presume, he's just pretty. Okay. he's not buff. He's not. Is he like a dandy? So or is I, he just like he's just like well dressed? I was kind of imagining. Uh, we were talking. Yesterday, you and I, Mike, were talking about... Hunky dudes. The, uh, <laughs> no, that's just every day. Oh. Uh, we were talking about the Iron Man movies. Okay. So, you know young Howard Stark? Yeah. That's what I, that's who I picture in my okay. head. <laughs> I picture, like... I understand that. I picture young Howard Stark with, like, a little, little mustache, mustache and kind of a womanizer. Okay. And thinks very highly of himself and lets you know that he is aware of how cool he is. I That's thought, just kind of what, what I figured. I could be way off because Jess is kind of giving me a I weird look no. right young now. young Howard Stark was modeled after Henry Ford because he was slightly yeah. racist. No. <laughs> no, but like... so We, we but, haven't run into that yet I'm, with Gilderoy. What I'm not getting from Gilderoy is like a sense that he's in charge. He's just more of like, I should be praised sort of thing. Yeah. Which I think those are like uh, two very different attitudes. And we keep getting the one where he's very into himself and he just expects everybody else to be yeah and i sort of like attribute that uh like behavior and personality with this way people's like look i don't mm-hmm. know who did you think who did you picture in your head in real life or did you do you do that do you well, or do you just picture the movie actors? i pictured the movie guy because okay. i had seen the movie and so that's just who it is in my head um so yeah, I didn't really picture like the long hair Fabio style, just just the guy from the movie. Okay. Because Lockhart instantly makes me think of like Goldie Locks, like Golden Locks, like long flowing Fabio hair. But Fabio is very muscular, and I guess this guy's a little bit. I would describe him maybe as willowy. <laughs> he seems like he probably fences a lot. Or says he fences a lot. <laughs> he uses the word parry like, incorrectly. I, I doubt he's like uh, clanging and banging in the gym. <laughs> but well, he's banging something. <laughs> but I think uh, I think he seems like a guy who probably gets his gets his exercise, you know, fencing and mm-hmm. maybe does like a does Pilates that, once a week or something like that. Bike. <laughs> Yeah, he does, does uh, the, uh, not the Bowflex, the Gazelle, the... Uh, elliptical? <laughs> the elliptical. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't break a sweat. No, not no. at all. Okay. He just gets on there yeah. just about ten minutes or so. You, you might use the word fop. You guys familiar with the word fop? 
like a dandy. You guys were like the French guys with the big hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And a feather in it. The handsome, okay. The handsome guys. All right. Sorry. Uh, so let's talk about what happened at the end of Chapter 5. We had Ron and Harry not expelled from Hogwarts after crashing the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang into the Queen Willow. And who, who makes an appearance in this episode. Who, who does? The retired boxing tree, the Whomping Willow. <laughs> and they are received as heroes in the Gryffindor house when they when they return. They kind of got that hero's uh, reception that they, they really that they kind of wanted well, they or expected they were going to get. They earned it last year. With all the, you know, and it's just like, oh, the cool guys are back. But they were sort of like sweating, not being able to make it. Mm -hmm. So they did not get expelled, but they are kind of on thin ice. And we go to the next morning, it's breakfast time. Everybody's gorging on fatty foods and... (laughs) Rashers of bacon and That's right. And the mail is arriving soon. And of course, our old friend, Errol... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> crashes in with a red envelope. My favorite thing is how they just constantly try... I think they bring up more than, like, uh, Malfoy, how poor Ron is. <laughs> They're just like... And Arrow comes in, and somehow he has, like, a little sling. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's got an eye patch and, and two Band-Aids. The, like, <laughs> in, the, in the illustrated version, on the very first page of the chapter, I'll show you guys in just a second here, it's just... Errol just lying on the <laughs> on the, the, uh, the breakfast table, just like, oh, I took everything I could to get here. But Errol crashes in with a red envelope, and Ron realizes that Mom has sent a howler. Which so, Harry has no idea right. what a howler is. So, Jess, can you explain what a howler is? Not necessarily what's in the content of this particular mm-hmm. howler, but just a howler in general. Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit before, because... We were trying to interpret one of the letters Harry got before, and I was trying to explain to you. I was like, well, later on we'll see this where the letter actually seems to talk. So, yeah, the howler, it's red, it's smoking, everyone's scared of it. Showing them a poor picture of (laughs) Errol. Kill me. (laughs) Harry thinks everybody's looking at it like it's about to explode. And um, so Howler is a particularly strongly, strongly, strongly worded, worded letter, letter which Dan Wizarding is famous for. I am. <laughs> I've been sending Howlers for years, didn't even realize it. Check this out, Dobbs. <laughs> friend I sh- did. Friend of the show, yeah, Dobbs. Not, not a sponsor of the no, show. No, friend of the show, Lou Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, definitely not a sponsor of the show. So what was addressed in this particular Howler? We had, it was basically just... Molly Weasley going on a rant about the car theft. Stealing the car, uh, Grand Theft Auto, (laughs) uh, crashing said car, so it is unworkable. We don't even know where the car is. It limped off into the woods last chapter. We got a strongly worded letter from Dumbledore, the possibility of expulsion. Dad even gets brought into this, Arthur Weasley, because he is currently, they're doing an inquiry into him at work. That's a no-no. And his whole job is to make sure that that doesn't happen, but now that's what he's doing, and I guess, you know, they I think they said it was in the Daily Prophet that people had noticed it. Yeah, because it's a huge, like, PR issue if wizardry is exposed to the muggle world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's kept secret, so they gotta go flashy thing a bunch of people. So if you have men in black on your fandom, <laughs> if you have men in black on your fandom bingo card, you can go ahead and mark that off. Sure. And if you have bingo, just yell it out. Yeah, we'll hear you. Just yell it out. We'll hear you. Or send a ho- send a howler. And then the the letter when it's done self destructs like Mission Impossible style, right? Yeah. So if you have Mission Impossible on your fandom, uh, you can mark that off as well. So Hermione, uh, the, the things that I kind of put in my notes that consequences positive or negative from this howler is that Hermione is not so angry and disappointed in the boys anymore because she kind of feels like they got their just desserts now. And now she, now that they realize that, you know, it's not such a cool thing what they did. Yeah. Well, I think they had started to realize that anyway. Ron was already not so keen on the idea. But I think the letter said everything she wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And But it was, she's not a doll, it's not her place to say, but it was killing her not to say <laughs> these things. Mm-hmm. But then the letter said it, and not only did the letter say it, it screamed it in front of the entire Everybody. school. So, yeah, she, she's kind of like, hmm, okay. So she becomes a lot more amenable to, toward the boys the rest of the chapter because she kind of feels like, okay, you you you've under, you understand now that what you did was wrong and you don't need me to tell you it again, even though I'd be happy to if you, if you want me to. Harry loses his appetite, even though Ron was the one getting chastised by Molly Weasley. Mike, why is... Harry's so his name, put off by by this. I think there's two reasons. One is it's his fault that they missed the train in the first place, mm-hmm. and we find out. Well, he doesn't later, know. Right? No, he doesn't know that yet. But I mean, Harry couldn't get into the train station. Neither could Ron. Right. Yeah, so. and and I kind of asked Jess about that in the last chapter. Is that something we need to kind of keep? an eye on. But Harry takes everything on himself. Like, if anything messes up, he thinks it's his fault. Mm -hmm. And so, and he's also, like, he got mentioned in the letter, and he felt that, like, it was, he doesn't want to get Mrs. Weasley mad at him because she takes care of him so much. Gotcha. And is, like, his, like, second mom in that, not that Mm -hmm. his aunt is his first mom, just that he still has memories of his first mom. Sure. But he, like, considers Mrs. Weasley his second mom and he hates disappointing her yeah and he, he didn't want to get and he's worried that mr weasley's going to get in trouble because of him as well gotcha so we're headed to herbology class with the hufflepuffs dane's favorite class professor green thumb over here <laughs> what uh, time's Jolly herbology green. class start dan uh i want to say 4 20 but oh my I, gosh <laughs> no it's in the morning stupid yeah. it's like 10 a.m uh and it's led of course by professor sprout Mm-hmm. Perf- perfect man. Perfect. She was uh, originally going to be a different teacher, but they're like, it's too cute. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but I really want to teach potions. Nope, herbology. I don't know anything about plants. Um, I want to just interject real quick. Uh, so this class has more than one house in it, where they mention afterwards that all of Gryffindor goes to a specific class together. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kids in the same year. Um, do they mention this? Is that just like an opportunity for them to bring in a Hufflepuff in this section? Or? Well, they've done that before where they Generally, would go yeah, to, uh, when they went to potions in the first year, they went with, with, Slytherin. with Slytherin. Right. So, so I don't it's know if just, it's just, just certain classes. For narrative purposes or 
I mean, does it make sense? Because, I mean, everybody has to learn this stuff, because they're still, like, underclassmen. Yeah, but you can't have all four houses in the classroom at the same time. So they just happen to have potions with Slytherin, and they happen to have Herbology with uh, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff, and they probably have something else with Ravenclaw. It just kind of, you know, mixes it up. Okay. And you have to have other characters in there. So, yes, Hufflepuff. it is for story purposes, but it also makes sense okay. to, to mix checking. it up a little bit. And Sprout is joined by the namesake of our chapter, Mr. Gilderoy Lockhart himself. And Mike, as you alluded to earlier, we get description of the tree again. We, I guess we actually do see the tree, where they say the, the Whomping Willow, after its encounter with the, the flying car in the, in the last chapter, has like its arms and slings and bandages all over its, its trunk and all over its branches and all over its body. Lockhart claims that he was helping Sprout patch up the Whomping Willow and kind of alludes she needed his expertise in order to do this, even though this is her thing. Mm -hmm. Anything that grows is Sprout's thing, and nobody should know more about it than Professor Sprout. So I wanted to ask you guys, Sprout is described as normally cheerful disposition, but she's just very disgruntled, she's very upset, she's very much in a huff. Is this because the Whomping Willow is hurt, or is this because Lockhart is trying to tell her how to take, how to do her job and how to take care of the tree? Which is it a combination of both? Is, which which one? Why is the normally cheerful Professor Sprout so disgruntled? Um, I think it it's a combination of that she he's trying to tell her how to do her job. And as we kind of see later, he thinks he knows how to do things, but he doesn't really know how to do things. So if she's standing there trying to tell her how to do it, but if he's trying to assist her at the same time, I think she can clearly see he doesn't know what he's doing. And so that's probably the combination of those things where he he's sitting there saying, he, he talks a big game, but he can't always back it up. And here he's in a position where he was trying to talk a big game, but he also needed to be able to back it up. and. So it's like if I if somebody's working on Mike's car and I kind of walk up to it, just kind of look over their shoulder just to kind of make sure they're doing everything right and say, make sure you check, uh, you know, the, 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 reg the regulator. The make sure the regulator's feeding the battery uh, enough juice there. I think it's more like make he your, pushes them out of the way and he starts, <laughs> like, hitting the windshield wiper fluid container with a hammer he's like i don't know why you guys didn't like make sure you tap that down really good kind of see how when he leaves she gets more into her like pleasant self so i think mm -hmm. they just have to everybody sort of has to deal with him mm -hmm. and people who aren't completely enamored with him like thinly veiled like frustration with gotcha him. So we're headed into Greenhouse 3, which... We're Big deal. Apparently we haven't been there yet. Big nope. deal. Just number one. This is where the mo more interesting and dangerous plants are held. And Harry is held back for a little conversation with Gilderoy Lockhart. And Jessica, what do they discuss? Well, and that's another thing that agitates yeah. Professor Sprout. He's like, you don't mind, right? And she's like... I'm trying to do my job. Yeah. I've already, you know, you almost made me late to class dealing with the tree and bumbling that. And now you're taking my students when I need. And we get into the lesson, and yeah, he needed to be there for the first part of it. 
It's like she had to like stall and wait till he got in there because mm -hmm. they couldn't actually start and then have him walk in. That would have been bad for everyone. But they um, discuss Harry's celebrity. Yeah, correct. He, he thinks that it. Gilderoy thinks that it's his fault that Harry and Ron <laughs> flew the car to school because they just wanted to be on the front page of the paper again because Harry and him were in on the front page of the paper right from before the picture the, in the bookstore. The bookstore brawl. The, yes, great, books, the great bookstore, bookstore brawl of 2018. So he's kind of trying to tell Harry to cool it. And, you know, I, it's, it's all my fault. I gave you a taste of the fame and now you want more, but you need to just... At this point in your career, you need to just settle down and... It, it was all very strange, but mm -hmm. totally Gilderoy, so... I appreciate how completely confused Harry is the entire time. He's like, what are we... Is this an apology, or... He's like, how did me driving the car turn into you telling me about you? Like, every conversation exactly. Gilderoy had is like... Why aren't we talking about me more? Right. You know what? Right. Let's start talking about me That's more. what I wrote down. I said, we talk about Harry's celebrity. He compliments Harry while also berating him, while also complimenting himself. <laughs> That's how every conversation goes with Harry. Sounds exhausting. Harry, <laughs> you're an awesome person you've done a lot of great things in your short in your uh, sh you know short life so far however you shouldn't get too much of a big head that is bad because I know you want to be like me who's done all these amazing things and has won all these awards including best smile five years in a row by which is weekly or whatever it is which we're assuming is like good housekeeping like or us, people us right? weekly maybe that makes more sense than, <laughs> than mine. And this is why Professor Sprout's in such a bad mood. She yeah. had to deal with a, a cranky tree while listening to him carry on about gotcha. himself. Well, Harry eventually makes it to class, and today's lesson is on mandrakes. You're, Mike? No, usually it's like the, the answer would be drakes, and Dan would say, yeah, mandrakes. Yeah, more like mandrakes. But this one's just mandrakes. So. so, Mike, what can you tell us about mandrakes? So, um, in the other... What, mandrakes are a mythical... Uh, like vegetable that um, shows up in like a lot of fantasy lore. Um, oh, okay, usually, I didn't, I didn't know that. Usually it's in the shape of like a carrot, what I've seen before. Um, but these are uh, so a mandrake has, they say, restorative powers. But I don't think you just like use them, like eat a mandrake. Yeah, you don't then, just bite like the arm off of one. Um, but usually it's like it's a uh, ingredient in a potion, and so mandrakes are typically known for is not their potency but rather their ability to kill and it's like they're shrieking mm -hmm. or they call it the cry of the mandrake and this that's what hermione says but uh that will kill you but these are not adult mandrakes mm -hmm. that they are repotting haha <laughs> harry potter the repotter um <laughs> that's where she got the name from it's all based on this chapter that makes a lot of sense uh, but these are babies, or these are young, you might call them saplings, mm -hmm. uh, mandrakes, and they are in fact infant children that these, are they 12 right now? Yeah, I think so. These 12 year olds I believe so. pull out of their sleeping grave and have to jam into uh, dragon poop. Right, yeah. 
Yeah. Basically. Well, well I, yeah, done. I was, I was a little disturbed by... Yeah, they were talking about how you... It's a use parts of them in, in potions and, and then immediately describe them blood. as really ugly babies. Mm-hmm. And... With arms and legs. Because mm-hmm. they're kicking and punching. At she's one point. gonna hate me, but I had to laugh at this point because didn't your sister dress her baby up as a mandrake? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm reading the description, extremely ugly baby. I'm like, oh, why would you want to dress your baby well, up as an ugly baby? <laughs> they're ugly because they're like, they have green skin and it's all blotchy. Yeah. So. I gotcha. Well, I, I didn't realize that man. I thought mandrake was a... Harry Potter thing. Yeah, nope. J.K. Rowling concoction. Just like, a, just like unicorns or phoenixes, like she's borrowing on. J.K. Rowling didn't invent unicorns. What? I mean, I got, I don't have the patent available to check, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll have an intern look it up. Is Kelly. Kelly here? She could our our copyright <laughs> attorney. No, she. Uh, I think that's one of the things that drew people to. Um, why it was so easy for people to jump on board with Harry Potter is because it, it plays in a world that they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And unlike, you know, the Stephanie Myers of the world, she doesn't buck all of it and, like, <laughs> literally say, everybody was wrong. You're like, that, no, stupid, that's, everybody's gonna hate you. Where she plays along and, like, she actually, like, has fun with it and dabbles it. And instead of, like, reinventing it, she sort of like adds fun Just details to it. it. And yeah. Stephanie Meyer is the Twilight author. Mm-hmm. So if you had Twilight on your fandom cards, go ahead and mark it off. Like the whole thing with Magic Wands, like J.K. Rowling, like doesn't recreate anything. She just sort of invents her own rules. And we were talking about when you create rules for magic, uh, as long as you stick to them, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. And gotcha. we sort of get to see one of the rules she comes up with magic as a result of Ron and the Whomping Tree in a little bit. So the the Mandrakes, uh, my, as Mike said, they, these are child versions of them. So apparently the, the, the cry of the Mandrake, like you said, could kill. Which That's I'm why assuming, they have to wear the, the yeah. construction worker headphones. I'm assuming it's sort of like a banshee cry mm-hmm. where it just drives you mad. Sure. But then they've said that this will knock you out. So I yeah. wonder if it's like the pure... like. Sonic vo- vo- sure. Like volume? Sure. I'm guessing? I don't sure. know. Just shatters your brain. I'm pretty sure, like, we see Mandrakes way, way, way later, but it nobody dies, right? I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you better you better not. Gotcha. So we have, we have our earphones on, and it's not easy work. The Mandrakes are fighting and clawing the whole time, and everybody's Mad, pretty sore and beat up by the end. We do meet a new character in the form of Mr. Justin Finch Bieber. Fletchley, <laughs> not not Bieber, okay. uh, who is a Hufflepuff. And Jessica, what do we find out about Mr. JFF? Oh, we talked about this earlier. He um, it doesn't come right out and say it, but I'm pretty sure clear he's muggle-born he didn't really know a whole lot about the wizarding world he's just enamored with all of this mm-hmm. he's here classic Hufflepuff just wants to talk to everybody and make friends and he's just kind of rattling on and on and on about oh isn't this cool this is so cool I never saw anything like this and and he just goes on and on and on he mentions that he was you know in line to be to go to this fancy prep school and but then he got his letter for Hogwarts and and um that his parents have read all the books, oh, the Gilderoy books. Sure. And so now they know how 
how handy it would be to have a wizard in the family and could help them take care of these things like yeah. werewolves and such yeah, that they <laughs> didn't even know existed for real. We better like send them to that that magic school because in case of them werewolves come out. <laughs> yep. Now that we know that that's a real thing. So after herbology, we're off to Professor McGonagall's transfiguration class where the main task of the day is turning a beetle into a button. Harry has no luck. He basically just kind of chases his beetle around. And this was supposed to be a review thing, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't remember anything I, don't remember I learned. Any of this How stuff. can you not remember what the, you learned in summer school? The summer slump. Yeah. 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 There's always a regression. And there's the summer the slump. Sun. There yeah. is. Ron is trying to accomplish this task with a broken wand, which he has wrapped up in spello tape. Yes. Joke. Which I'm assuming is a, a Billy Mays infomercial. It's like set, you know, Billy Mays here for Spello Tape. It's no in, in the second U- roll is free. Just pay shipping and handling. In the UK, they they call it cello tape, and that's like our Scotch tape. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think I've heard. Yeah, I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Everything's a joke in Harry Potter land. Ha ha, J.K. Rowling. <gasps> J.K. Oh. oh. Wow. Even her name's a joke. The only one successful, of course, Hermione Granger. The only one mentioned. I'm sure somebody else did an okay job. No, just Hermione. Just Hermione. And now we're off to my favorite class, Jess. Do you call it Dada? Dada! Okay. Oh, yeah, you Dada. Dada. Defense Against the Dark Arts with the one and only namesake of the chapter, Gilderoy Lockhart. But before that... Yeah, I was going to say, we we did some stuff before before that. that, Before that. We went to lunch. We had to go to lunch. Chest beating. Before, yeah, we we increased our cholesterol levels at at lunch. Had like 15 bacon sandwiches, (laughs) I'm sure. We run into Colin Creevy. Mm Mm-hmm. Which sounds like a... Creepy or skeevy. He sounds like... uh, I don't, I don't remember him from the movies or anything, but I kind of see him as like the emo kid who like takes pictures for the yearbook, oh, but I, like nobody really like talks to him or anything. I, I have it on the, <laughs> I have it on the other spectrum where he's just like uh, he has a picture of Harry Potter like up in his room, and oh. him and Dobby get together and like make fan fiction. <laughs> That's what I think Colin is in my head. And then Harry Potter takes Dobby and Colin to lunch. <laughs> yeah, they're being Dobby like, gets to sit at the table yeah, with Harry Potter. It's, it's not the gross kind that you're used to. It's yeah. just like, and then we like played Monopoly, and, and it was so a whole game, <laughs> even though it took five hours. <laughs> and Harry Potter gave Boardwalk to Dobby, <laughs> and then he was free. <laughs> you yep. give him the little hat, and he yeah, was free. There you go. Dobby, Dobby has accepted the gift of boardwalk from a wizard. Yeah, that's where I'm at with Colin. That's my okay. That's why I thought she was laying down. Colin's adorable. You guys are being mean. Okay. Um, and he is in the movies. Okay, and he's a fellow Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Naturally. And a super fan of Mr. Harry Potter. Yeah. And all he wants is a picture with Harry. So is he Muggle-born too? Yeah. Okay, because he talks about, he's like, can you believe it if I develop this film in a certain way that the picture will move? He's like, my dad will just go bananas. <laughs> he wants a picture with Harry, and he wants Harry to sign it. 
which does not sit well with Harry's nemesis, Mr. Draco Malfoy, who shows up at that particular time. Signing pictures now, pa Here's what I'm frustrated with. Like, Colin, who's like a year younger than them, mm -hmm. stands up to Draco instantly. He's just like, you're jealous. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like... Stupid. And then, like... <laughs> Your face is dumb. Harry gets mad. I'm like, dude, just chill out. Harry's on edge, man. He, he let, almost got expelled yesterday. He always lets Draco get under his skin, and that's, that frustrates me. That's what that's what them Slytherins will do. They'll mm -hmm. slither under you. You gotta... Well done. That's why you're the best in the business. Hey, I thought I was the best in the business. You, no, we're, we're in different businesses. It's kind of like oh. you're the Are best... Uh, lead actress Jessica and Mike because he makes sporadic appearances is like best supporting actor two totally different categories but still both the best in the business see how I covered myself there Mike classic Hufflepuff <laughs> just make everybody happy God I don't want to make I just want everybody to like me <laughs> it looks to be a potential throwdown once again with Ron getting all fired up and Harry getting fired up and Draco and his cronies Crab and Goyle getting fired up. If your name was Goyle, just change it. Yeah, or Crab. Crab's <laughs> funny. <laughs> How you feeling today? Pretty crabby. You're like, oh, Crab. And of course... How you feeling today? Goyly. You're like, what? Yeah, well, Goyle sounds like boil. It sounds nice. something that would grow on your, your chin. You'd have to get lanced at some point. <laughs> Lance Bass. Uh, if you have NSYNC on your fandom. <laughs> no, it's solo Lance Bass. Oh. oh. That's the best Lance Bass. Is, is, <laughs> that's is when he's his best That's song. when he really, I think, hit his stride in the music wor world was his solo work. I think that's when he was just like trying to go to space. <laughs> Didn't actually make music. He just wanted to go to space. But Gilroy Lockhart himself shows up. And it kind of harkens back... To, it's almost a repeat of the same situation we had earlier. The same, the Gilderoy Lockhart Harry Potter interaction formula, <laughs> where Gilderoy is kind of chastising Harry over flaunting his celebrity, which Harry's not doing at all. Gilderoy steps in and says, Oh, you know what? Let's take a picture together because he feels like that'll take some of the heat off Harry. And we'll both sign And we'll both it. sign it. And so that was Gilderoy kind of, you know, complimenting Harry and then kind of chastising him, said that you shouldn't be signing pictures at this age. Maybe when you've won five Witches Weekly Best Smile Awards, then you could sign, sign these pictures. And it always ends up with Gilderoy putting the spotlight on himself. Always. It's like the... It's kind of it reminds me of like the backdoor compliment where you compliment somebody but you're really like putting them down, and then he's kind of so brave to wear sh those shoes with that <laughs> outfit. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do something like that. Not even me, who's like super famous, could pull something off like that. Now, I, I want your opinion. Do you think, uh, barring Draco and Lockhart's interactions? Do you think Harry should have taken the picture and signed it? Yeah, just take the picture and sign it. What do you think? I think he should have taken the picture. I would have been a little, like Harry was, a little put off. Like, you want me to sign it? That's just kind of weird. But I mean, he, that's, do you think it's because Harry doesn't recognize his own celebrity? Like, he's world, wizard world famous. Yeah. Yeah, he felt that a lot in the first book. 
but he always kind of dodged it. So I think this would be another thing where he would kind of dodge it. Maybe he'd be like, oh yeah, maybe I'll sign up for you later, yeah. and then just kind of avoid him for a while and hope he forgot about it. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'd be like, oh no, I'm not signing it, that's weird. But Because that would be... I think he would try and dodge it. I think not, I don't know. I To me, I think not taking the picture and not signing it almost kind of makes you look even more self-absorbed. I think he should have not taken the picture but signed it. Wow. wow. <laughs> well, uh, magic, magic, so... <laughs> like, how could he do that? Well, magic. He's like, That's, you're going to learn that next year. And the kid's like, what? <laughs> Her car's so cool. <laughs> and that would have been a way to get him off his back for at least the next several months yeah. before he realized that just teaching you a lesson, kid. You know, never meet your heroes. <laughs> and he takes him. He takes Errol and gives him to. Him. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna now do you. I'm gonna do you a solid, now kid. Now free. <laughs> here's a, here's a uh, an owl that's on his, his deathbed. <laughs> so let's go to Dada class. The first half of class is nothing to do with defending against the dark arts. It is a pretest, though. Those are those it's, are important for. It is a for, quiz. For data building about how what you've been what you've read of Gilderoy Lockhart's seven books. So Jess, when you went to trivia for Harry Potter, did any of these questions show up? Because that would be trivia inside trivia, yeah, trivia that's, inception. That's, that's a deep cut. <laughs> that would have been pretty cool, but no. Because I know his favorite special. color now. Damn. Lilac? Oh, it was is that, lilac. Is yeah. it lilac? Gotcha. So the, the questions, the quiz, or the, the pretest, or whatever this is, is about personal anecdotes in the book. Nothing about... Defense of the dark Yeah, def any kind of, like, what do you do when you encounter a werewolf? Right. What do you do when... You know, like uh, what Snake did on the, on the first day of potions class last year. What do you get when you mix... Wolfsbane with whatever and lilacs, <laughs> and Hermione's hand shoots up. It was all about what's my favorite color, what's my personal mission in life. Right. What's this, the ideal birthday present? <laughs> which is is so. It was just an. I wrote down that it was another session of ego massage Ooh, for Gilderoy Lockhart. That's a great phrase. It was just. Tell me how awesome I am, and tell me what you've learned about me, because I'm so important that you would need to know these things about me. So, were they supposed to read the books over the summer? I guess so. Okay. Because Hermione did, but she does all her reading over the summer. I thought, I kind of thought it would be like in college, where you kind of syllabus go day. through the book together. Yeah, I thought it was syllabus day. You don't just, they don't just give summer you a book reading. and say, read this book, and, you know, come back and me what you've learned is it's more like today we are going to read or we're going to go through this chapter because this is what we're learning i don't think gilderoy gets how school works <laughs> wizarding school yeah they do a terrible job hiring the defensive dark arts teachers they are, the last one was literally an evil <laughs> an, an evil manifestation he, he, of the, yeah, the he, darkest wizard he, alive. yeah he le uh, literally had a uh, brain lesion of pure evil <laughs> That's a good. Uh, and he had to wear a turban. I think that he just hid his face. Yeah, that should be a uh, that should be a, a t-shirt. Uh, a brain lesion of pure evil. Just like, hey guys, uh, so we've had to make start. A out of we've that. had to start uh, doing some weird stuff in the interview process. Could you please take off your hat? Yeah, if everybody could just take off any headwear they have, and we can like, make oh, sure. Oh, great! Now we're in the news. We, we can make sure we don't have any dark wizards leeching off your Sorry. body. Sorry. 
<laughs> yeah. You have to tell us if you're an evil wizard, yeah. man. It's the law. Yeah, if you're a cop, you have to tell me. You know that, right? But the second half of the class is focused on an actual interaction with magic creatures. Cornish pixies. So From Jessica... Cornwall? Uh, General Cornwallis? No, Cornwall is where you get Cornish game hen. Oh, okay. Uh, if you had Cornish, Cornish game hen trivia on your <laughs> fandom bingo yeah. sheet... You probably won. Because, Why did you have that? Yeah, but you're smart. You're the only one. They, Jessica, they lurk, look harmless, but they're actually qu- quite reckless creatures, right? Yeah, Gildory kind of builds this up. The cage, he puts the cage on the desk, and it's covered. And they don't know what it is, and he kind of builds it up, and then he, he you know, very dramatically whips the cover off, and, and some of the boys in the front are laughing and snickering because they're Cornish pixies. Mm-hmm. And just pixie doesn't really... Strike fear into your heart. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. think of Tinkerbell. These are not so cute. They're they're kind of monstery looking. They Mm have sharp teeth and pointy fists, and they're screeching and carrying on and shaking the bars and making ugly faces at the kids. But they're still not really intimidated by these creatures Mm -mm. until. Gilderoy gets a little agitated that Seamus smirks and laughs and. So he opens the cage and lets him out and says, okay, deal with it then. Presumably to model how to recapture and control them, and that's when all heck breaks loose. Uh, we've got the pixies lift Neville into the air. By his ears. And just slit his throat. <laughs> uh, that would be, like, super dark, but no, that's like... Well, that's what they did. That's with- in the director's cut, the R-rated version. The <laughs> Harry Potter. Harrison Potter. They they uh, lift Neville into the air, and at one point he's hanging from the chandelier, which, which eventually breaks. What a wonderful classroom that yeah. has a chandelier. Yeah, hashtag blessed. <laughs> it's a castle. That's how they like the castle. I guess. Chandelier. Uh, two of the pixies break through the window, and I guess are in the wind. <laughs> They're just you They're going to go make more pixies. <laughs> the classroom is destroyed. There's ink everywhere. There's paper shredded. Books and bags are thrown out of those broken windows and this is of course Gilderoy's opportunity to model his yeah. talents and He's how show to show how to defend against yeah. the dark arts go figure <laughs> you know perfect opportunity to show how to capture the pixies but his spell does nothing are pixies really dark arts though uh, it's more of care of magical creatures i mean they're but they're not it's, they're not caring for them they're subjugating them is that the yeah, same thing but well, be, yeah, I mean, like, this does, like, remind me of, you know, a lesson that Hagrid would teach. Yeah. Where he's just like, go How crazy, go crazy. These, these Cornish pixies. Not so much, I mean, they're mischievous, kind of a little nasty, but are they evil? Well, well they're not, they're not uh, doing what Mike alluded to in <laughs> slitting <Yeah>. throats. <laughs> we must yeah. appease our dark god! <laughs> um, the streets will flow with the blood of the non-believers! <laughs> I think, um... You bring up a really good point, and I think Hermione, uh, being like the prototypical, like actual good teacher, demonstrates like a freezing spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, later and on. And so she, she, like, that's maybe what the circumstance would be, where it's like, this is what you should do if you have a quote unquote moving target and you want to stun it. Like, that would make sense as a lesson. Yeah, but, but not just how to deal with Cornish pixies in absol- general. You're absolutely right. This is right. like a target practice, yes. is yes. what you're saying. But it's also like, that seems to be every 
from what I gather from all the books they mention, is like it's him interacting with a wild creature that is dangerous rather than, you know, I'm fighting an evil wizard because, mm-hmm. or, you know, their version of Nazis. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, because that's all of our fiction is just like yeah, fighting had, Russians or Nazis. If you had World War II on, uh, or the Cold War on your fandom trivia card, why would you be a fan <laughs> of that? I think I, I said zombies too, so throw that in there. Okay. You know, nice. if you're fi- those are the three and things that you always fight. earlier too, so. I actually had Disney. zombie in my notes coming up here. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you're right. Most of his books are about dealing with dangerous creatures, but yeah, it just it's seems not, like a, a yeah. strange crossover. It's not what I immediately well mm-hmm. dealing with werewolves because werewolves and vampires do do mean humans harm. Right. That fits a little. You ever better. seen Teen Wolf? Which the the movie? Yeah. Or the TV show. The Where he movie. plays basketball. Yeah. When yeah. he surfs on He's not, top of the yeah on, on top of the van. He's not harming anybody. He's just having fun. He's trying to bang that chick. <laughs> The boof? Or no, the yeah. uh, the blonde one. Uh-huh. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought it was an odd lesson. Yeah, Teen yeah. Wolf in Not your uh, really Phantom card. And I think it was it's one of those things where when you mentioned like he pulled off the sheet with a flourish, like everything he does has to be, like, it's the first day of class, I'm going to leave him wow. It's like David Copperfield. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, that is more of his area of expertise, dealing with dangerous creatures. Or his... You know, alleged alleged experience. Mm, let's talk about that because, like we said, the when Gilderoy goes to try to capture the pixies, his spell does nothing. Not only does his spell do nothing, but the pixies grab his wand out of his hands and throw it out the and window. And he just books it. He well, he hides under the table first. He's with, like, children, deal with this. So I put in my notes. I said, all of a sudden, the famous werewolf, zombie, vampire, mummy, alien fighting Gilderoy Lockhart is hiding under the table. I don't yeah. think they're aliens. I, they're I think all they aliens. In on you. We're going to find think... out in book two that they're all aliens. Yeah. I, I we had don't to... do spoilers on this show, Michael. No, I'm saying, like, when J.K. Rowling re, you know, rebrands everything, she's like, magic actually comes from aliens. That's what they did in <laughs> Marvel. That's that what they did in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Magic actually comes from aliens. That's what British people sound like in my head. <laughs> and that you got, and you imagine all. I made a comment about British people having bad teeth the other day, and that's because it's true. And, and Jessica oh. got kind of mad at me. She's Maybe, like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Even the royals have got awful teeth. Mm. It's like it's like you know how we wear America pins to remember nine eleven. They have jacked up teeth to. I don't know. Remember what? Owning, remember, owning all remember, of the world. Remember going to the dentist. Like, remember when we owned the world? Now we don't. Mm. Never forget. Yep. There we go. So Gilderoy's hiding under the table, and then when the opportunity comes, when well, the bell rings. Yeah, the bell rings. The he, students do And it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where there's the fire. And George Costanza runs over all the kids to get out. And like the lady with the walker, grandma with the walker or something. <laughs> and there's like a clown there. I think it was a kid's birthday party or something yeah. like that. He runs runs over the clown, runs over all the kids. But Gilderoy gets out and right before Ron, Hermione, and Harry can get out, he kind of tells him just, uh, okay guys, uh, trial by fire, go ahead and handle it, and closes them in. And... Our trio is stuck in the room with the rest of the Pixies to kind of clean up Gilderoy's mess. So this leads to a bit of a disagreement. Kind of uh, also bring up the fact that uh, 
I remember Mike or Jess who said that Hermione used like the freezing spell, you know, using the, you know, kind of, you know, okay, I'm a Ravenclaw. Let me think this through. She's a Got it. door. Oh, sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> We're, edit that out. Sorry. Christ. Uh, the, the, uh. You were talking about Mike thinking it through because he's a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. Classic Ravenclaw yeah. save. Classic, classic <laughs> Ravenclaw. Thanks How am for, I going to help this Hufflepuff? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to hurt anybody. How am I going to help this Hufflepuff get his shoes off? <laughs> <laughs> They're double knotted. <laughs> ah, ah, I've had That's kids, why you always wear Velcro. I've had kids freak. I did have Velcro for like years when I was in school because I couldn't learn how to tie my shoes. Uh, shout out to Payless Shoe Stores where I got all my Velcro shoes for like six bucks. Oh, your sneakerhead? Like you got the Velcros? <laughs> Damn, Daniel. Was that you? Shout out to uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Yeah. There you go. He's a, Oh, he's on my list. He's on my bingo card. You were the only one that had him. White rapper. <laughs> anyway, so Hermione handles the situation uh-huh. with her like little freezing spell. Mm-hmm. and But she totally is, you know. Smitten by Smitten. It. Yeah, that's what. I was, yeah. was going to say swooning, but smitten. And so she, she justifies later. it. Mm-hmm. That, you know, oh, well, he wants us to get some hands-on experience. Of course. This is good for us. This is good learning. Mm-hmm. And, and Ron's like, hands-on? He was totally hands-off. He got out of here like, as quick as he could. Cut to Ron getting punched in the throat <laughs> by a pixie. <laughs> and I love how the boys are just, like, are just, manhandling. They're just trying to catch him yeah. with their bare hands. Yeah. And like Hermione's real, real just Pokemon. there with her little wand going, yeah. freeze, freeze, I mean, freeze. like, but that's sort of, Ron's wand is busted so yes, if he, he tried a spell it would backfire or not work harry just isn't confident in his spell well then that's not his natural aptitude go-to because yeah. he was raised mm-hmm. muggle his natural yeah. go-to is to not use magic yeah and yeah and hermione was also raised muggle but she's just like a fast learner yeah so so we've got you know a bit of a disagreement that like jess said at the end of the chapter we've got Hermione, that is still fascinated by Gilderoy Lockhart and all of his stories and just his his whole persona, and then we've got Ron kind of wondering, is this guy a fraud? Because mm-hmm. he's a, did I think, he really do these? I think things. he's a little jelly too, mm-hmm. because she's giving so she never pays any attention to anybody but Harry and Ron, and now she's giving some of her. I attention. could see that. I could see that, and I think. You know, that makes sense for any male to be, you know, when everybody's so swooning over a, another male, even a significantly older one. <laughs> but if the. Uh, he can't compete. If That's the what pretty girl's about. attention is on somebody else. Is she pretty and yet? Did she fix her teeth? No. Okay. Sorry, spoiler, Dan. Sorry. Ron, well, Ron's getting it from all sides, too. Jenny's smitten. His mom's smitten. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, he's yeah, just, he like is done with yeah. Gilderoy. He's mm-hmm. just like, I've heard enough. I've seen enough. Oh, my God, everybody get over it already. Yeah, I think Ron even mentioned earlier, oh, if Jenny was here, we'd have all the members of the Harry Potter fan club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think that's going to wrap it up, uh, but gives us a lot to think about going forward. Uh, Jess, I always ask you of any big uh, takeaways from the chapters as it relates to the movies that you remember. Were these scenes that we saw in the movies kind of the same ones that you pictured in your head when you were rereading the chapter? Any significant differences? Any things that were left out or, or added in? Um, we have, it's just pretty much condensed. I think it, all the points are there, though. We, we have the Mandrake scene and... 
uh, we meet Colin because, like I said, he's in the movies. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we get that whole big confrontation with Gilderoy sweeping in and everything. Um, and then we get the, the lesson with the Cornish Pixies. I remember that scene fairly clearly. It's you know funny with the chaos and everything. But um, I think all the points are there. It's just condensed. Gotcha. Gotcha. So looking forward, you know, Gilderoy Lockhart, whether or not, you know, he really is who, you know, he claims to be, would not be the first Dada teacher who was not who they claimed to be. This is true. And, you know, having, having seen the movies, you know, it is, it is a difficult position to keep filled just worrisome because they need to like that's important they should know how to do that mm-hmm. probably <laughs> the most important especially if there's class. werewolves and vampires running around and aliens yeah and mummies and zombies there's no aliens frankenstein's monsters yeah plural because his bride and frankenstein's oh. there's two out there if you had uh the classic uh what are those universal series. yeah universal monsters if you had classic universal monsters on your bingo card you can go ahead and check that off uh, speaking of which, the Universal Monsters section is right next to the Harry Potter section at Universal, Universal Studios. Studios. There you go. So uh, they're a sponsor of the show. They give us tons of money to make us uh, all six figures. And Mike, now you're a part of that. Expect a, che- expect a check in the mail I from, the, one figure. from the mil- millions of downloads. <laughs> just one, like, like a dollar? Yeah. I was thinking more like nine Nine? Okay. <laughs> Whoa, big timer here. Yeah. You want big. nine times what I was expecting? Well, you know what, sir? You're worth it. Hot damn. So uh, I want to thank uh, Mike for yeah. joining us. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we're actually recording this. On location. On location in Metropolis, Illinois for the Superman celebration. This is Mike's first Superman celebration. So you can want to make sure we got shout out to Superman so we could get that checked off on your bingo cards and jessica as always the person that helps us drill down into these topics uh the color commentary to the play-by-play here best in the business is what you are so we've got uh, a couple of raven claws on the other side of the table there so thanks to mike thanks to jess i am your hufflepuff host i'm gonna go make friends with some people (laughs) and trip over my own shoelaces we're gonna go solve word jumbles and then like high five each other when we're done and i'm gonna i'm gonna encourage you guys as, as you do that so uh thanks for listening to broomsticks and butterbeer we will be back next time with chapter seven of harry potter and the chamber of secrets until then take care bye bye Those fingers in my hair That sly come hither stare That strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got no defense for it